like I was 12 years old I was going on like a weird goatee and my uh, my guru was like hey can you shave that off and I, I don't know how to shave <laughs> Douglas Slim and Juanita the podcast Good morning so I'm doing the show with Kevin J replacing Douglas who just spent a few days in Singapore You cannot, bro. Uh, it's very difficult to say because <laughs> I went to Singapore uh, to do a couple of shows, but my parents came with yes. me. Now they didn't come to the shows. Obviously, they went to see oh. other family to do other things. But why? Why? Why didn't they come to the show? No, because they don't agree with me being stand-up comedian. What? Oh. Ah, uh, but that one different come with story. You Singapore, okay. That one different story, okay. But okay, first of all, okay. they, this is the first time they are flying in a long time, right? Because of the pandemic and everything, and even before right. that, also they they hardly travel. So they were coming with me to Singapore and this is like you know for them is like an adventure right so I'm like yeah. okay here's some rules and regulations in the airport you cannot carry anything more than 100 ml liquids right yes Correct. So I told them multiple times. I told them, hey, make sure no more than 100 ml. They're like, okay, can no problem, no problem, no more than 100 ml. Okay, so I I was very strict, you know, like like you know, sat them down, told them everything, and then yeah. we got to the airport. Everything was great. They brought tapuwe food all. <laughs> like we were having oh, wow. a picnic, like a normal, <laughs> you know, Asian family. All right. I love that. And yeah. then we get to the immigration. Immediately, the immigration officers like open all bags. Oh no! Like like angry. Yeah, and I'm like, Ooh. oh no! What have they done now? <laughs> right? So they open all the bags and they pulled out like big bottles of shampoo, big bottles oh of soap, God. and I'm like, I told you all not more than 100 ml. They're like, no, no, no. We emptied the bottle. Only 100 ml left inside. Alamak, kesian. To be fair. You didn't say it was supposed to be 100 ml bottles, lah. Right? Okay. To be fair, you did say no more than 100 ml, so they didn't follow your rules. Okay. To be fair, who does this? Okay, <laughs> who does this like this? Like, I mean, <laughs> come on, lah. Indian parents do this like you should know by now what is this Ayo but you know at least don't take it literally lah I mean you know But actually right the fact that you're going somewhere with your parents is progress isn't it It is uh but it gave a lot of migraine I had to shepherd them everywhere <laughs> you know like in the airport right? because it was my mom my dad my aunt and my cousin so I had to shepherd yeah. them like you know these things and then suddenly like I would look one side and then my father will disappear and I'm like oh my god where's dad and he's in the duty free shop and then I'll go find <laughs> my dad I'll, I'll bring my dad back and then suddenly my auntie go missing I'm like where's my auntie no she went toilet and then I have to wait for my auntie it's so difficult Fly <laughs> FM so Kevin was just telling me how his family goes missing on trips uh, <laughs> definitely a typical Asian problem because uh, my mom She does the same thing uh-huh. And it happens so often, right? It's like a running joke in our family So it's similar to what your parents do, right? We'll be standing in a group Then suddenly we'll look around And my mom is missing, right? <laughs> and, and she doesn't tell anyone where she's going Or what she intends to find either To make things worse When we try to call her, right? Her phone is either dead Because she, she forgot to charge it maybe Or she doesn't hear it ringing in her bag What then? Where where do you find her? We have to wait lah, wait and hope she comes back in like 15 minutes or so, or we split up and go and find her. Okay, okay. My family is like pretty big, right? And it's okay lah. We're all together. We can like kind of split up and then we can call each other. Uh-huh. But can you imagine <laughs> like this happening as a child? I remember like walking around supermarkets and bookshops looking for her, and it used to freak me out. Wait, hold on. As a child, she left you alone. Like just just wander off. <laughs> 
she's not she's not a bad mom okay. so she just she just drifts off and she's probably like right there I only drama okay. but yeah I guess this was in the 90s right because that's when you grew up and uh, I guess it's a different time lah back then because you know kidnapping is not really a big thing in the 90s because think about this right if I ever got kidnapped and they call my dad and they said like hey uh, if you want to see your son you have to pay a ransom my dad will be like ransom ah you know what <laughs> Keep him lah. It's okay. I'll make another one. It's cheaper. I think you very different than than me though. My family likes me. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Maybe they, they they might pay half the ransom for you lah. Discount. Fly FM. So, 25 year old Malaysian applied to be an insurance agent, but refused to meet clients and make calls. Wait, she applied for insurance agent or CEO of the company? <laughs> It gets worse, okay? When she was asked to do the interview, right? Her response was, An interview? I thought I could start right away. Wow, that is okay, nah. <laughs> Yeah, man. She even set a list of requirements for the job. So, uh-huh. before the interview, uh, she wanted to only work from home. Okay. She said she needs Thursday nights off for piano training. Um, she needs to go to bed by 11pm. That one I commend. That's good. Uh, and she said no meetings and trainings on Fridays. What? <laughs> so many demands. What? Have you have you ever been on, on a job interview? Uh, uh, sort of. Like for my first job as radio producer, I guess. Okay, so how did that go? Uh, it went well, but I don't think normal interviews go like this because I was already an intern and okay. after those uh, three months they brought me into the office and mm-hmm. while I was sitting there crippled with fear because you know you mm. see yala, yala. <laughs> job interviews are like that uh, they asked me what I wanted to do wow no better so, so yeah. basically uh, having said that you have a hundred percent track record in interviews <laughs> uh, for a full time job yala, I guess but I've been rejected during auditions for TV shows and movies stuff like that no that's audition la. That's as a creative here's the question that they usually ask in interviews right uh-huh. where do you see yourself in five years how do you answer oh. uh, <laughs> i don't know uh i'll probably say well okay it, this is a good job so of course i'll stay if the team uh, i'll have to work with is good uh-huh. and what the com- company continues to offer over this five years is good um as well as how the company treats me is also good <laughs> but i think i'll say it also it also works two ways like if the company doesn't treat me well then i'll have to leave but you know, if, if we have a good relationship, then of course I want to stay. Wow, not bad. Very honest. Huh? I mean, really? look, <laughs> this could go two ways, okay? If the boss is like, you know, okay, then they will say like, oh, okay, you know, that's a very honest answer. Or most of the time what the boss will say is like, ah, thank you, huh? don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> Yeah, you would actually know because you work as an interviewer before, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've been interviewee and interviewer both also. Nice. Fly FM. So this Malaysian lady had a ridiculous list of expectations while applying for an insurance agent job. She didn't want to do any calls, didn't want to meet clients, could only work from home, and wanted like some days off as well. And that list goes on. But it got us discussing job interviews. Ah, so I've been to about, I would say maybe ten interviews. In my life, ten like you counted is actually ten interviews. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I've been an interviewer as well. That not as many times. I think two, three times. Uh, I usually what I do is I ignore all the resume, and I would oh. be purposely difficult. I just want to see how they react to like ad- adverse 
things lah you know so what i used to do is i i ignore the whole you know where they went to school what their work experiences i would focus mm-hmm. things on like you know small small things lah like okay like there's this one guy i remember yeah, he used to work in a, like a coffee shop okay uh, like like a, a fancy one lah so i was like ah okay so list all your accomplishments when you work at the coffee shop <laughs> they were jam you know like you know uh-huh. and then i always always the first thing i would look at in the resume is the hobbies People put hobbies in their resume? Yeah, you supposed to. I mean, oh, okay. you I clearly know. are someone who's never made a resume before in your life. Right? <laughs> Because you you write your list of likes and so that you know it gives you a personality kind of thing. And usually people put the same hobbies like which is reading, writing and taking long walks in the beach. What? I, no, I this is correct ah. Huh? This is what they always put. Wait, but people do like long walks and people do read as a hobby though. Okay, please just trust me when I tell you these people don't read, okay? Uh he's probably <laughs> never even read a magazine. Like, you know, what this fellow maybe he read manga. Usually you know, I'll ask. Like okay, <laughs> name if I see reading in the hobbies, right? Always I ask. So name me the five books you read and uh I'm not usually interested lah, but most of the time they will jam. Uh, some people okay lah, some people they would name me the five books, right? Some people they would jam suddenly like uh, uh, they are yeah, they are Robert Kiyosaki uh <laughs> rich dad put I'm like please okay stop it <laughs> <laughs> so, okay so what what are your hobbies Kevin uh on my ro- resume I just put one hobby which is stand up comedy But that's your job, it's not a hobby. No, that was a job. Now this is a job now, but that time it was kind of a hobby, lah. You know, I can't put that as my like, like you know, I, I I'm joining you because I'm looking at this as a stepping stone to my hobby. <laughs> Then do you get the job? Oh yeah, because you know I got charm. Uh. Black magic charm. No, 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 no. Okay, it come, come, it's my good looks, ah, uh, please. <laughs> sure. Fly F. So rats with backpacks could help rescue earthquake survivors. Ooh, like the kid from Up, right? Because he had a backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Dora the Explorer. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> so it's a Belgian project. Of course, it's Belgian, right? And okay. they're training rats to carry tiny high-tech backpacks. Um, and these backpacks are equipped with like a video camera. Two-way microphone and location transmitter to help first responders uh, find survivors in disaster zones, like during things like earthquakes and hurricanes. But these rats, right? They look massive, like proper kitten-sized rats. Like in the picture, the rats are sitting on the uh, I don't know the scientist's shoulders, I guess, and they have like these big black straps on them where they strap the camera, so they actually look like proper apocalyptic rats. Wow, I'm I'm looking at the pictures now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's huge. Like so, from the camera attached to these rats, right? The responders will. Have a crystal clear image of someone freaking out over the rat finding <laughs> them. Right? <laughs> Think about it. Like everyone. Oh my God, the rat! <laughs> But you know what? Probably. To be fair, it's actually a great idea. But why rat lah? I mean, you know, you're stuck in a building and you know rubble <laughs> over you, and you are trying to get out. And the thing you see is a rat. Never mind, the rat is wearing a backpack. But you know, you can send something else lah. Just no rats or flying cockroaches. You know what I'm saying? You already freaked out. Some more you want to freak out. Yeah, I would freak out as well lah. I think if I see a rat, I would, I, would, I wouldn't even notice a backpack. I'll be like, no, it's here to eat my flesh, and then. <laughs> Get even more scared, but I guess you know rats can get into small spaces because that's what they are known for, right? But you know yeah. maybe they can change it into cats because cats have the same uh, what do you call it talent. But cats would be impossible to train, lah. You can absolutely train cats. What are you talking about? No, lah. Hey, you try, you try playing fetch with a cat. 
I mean, not anybody can train cats. But I watched this show on Netflix. I think it's called In the Mind of a Cat or something like that. Mm. And they interviewed these two Russian women who had show cats. Listen, okay, you can train a cat however you want. After a while, a cat won't care. Okay, try. You, okay, you have a cat, right? Do do, do yeah. just try. Okay, just tell the cat to sit. Okay, he he will look oh, at no. you like, can you please, sir? Okay, you're not no, the boss no. of me. Okay, <laughs> and then you tell the cat, go save the victims of a typhoon. The cat will be like, yeah, I'm going to scratch this uh, curtain instead. Sorry, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Maybe that's why these Belgian people use rats, not cats, love. Why FM? So Belgian people found a way to strap cameras and mics on rats and train them to go look for people trapped after earthquakes and hurricanes. But it got us wondering: Are there any other crazy and ridiculous tech out there? And it turns out there's a bunch. So we're gonna go through them in a quiz. Real fake. Alright, so you're going to put me through this uh, real or fake quiz to find out which one of this tech is real or fake, right? Correct. Let's okay. go. Alright, First okay. one is the umbrella tie. The umbrella tie. That sounds like yep. uh, something... Uh, that sounds very Japanese for some strange reason. Like, it, it's, it's an anime thing. So, I, I'm going to go... S- True. True is correct. Whoa! Yes, yeah. that's right. Okay. It's okay. a simple tie that you can wear. It also doubles up as a portable umbrella for emergencies. Wow. And it's correct. It is by Japan. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I knew it. I knew it. It's Japanese. It's very Inspector Gadget. Yeah, well done. Okay, next one. Okay, the okay. cloud sofa. The cloud sofa. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll give you the description. Okay, uh, it's a cloud-like chair that floats and hovers above the ground using magnets. Only mm-hmm. downside is that it has a weight limit. So, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you trying to say? What you what Nothing. are you trying to say? Okay, I'm not saying anything. You know what? It, it could be true because magnets do work. But however, I'm gonna say false because uh, it it's just it's cost too much money. <laughs> false is correct. That's right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Two ah. correct. Let's okay. go. Okay. Fish skin swimsuit. Swimsuits that are made from uh, what do you call that? Uh, sea leather, but oh, okay. without the fishy smell. Okay. So basically, after you go swimming, and then you can eat the suit or so one shot. Is it? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe you can be like cropo leko like that. <laughs> Just after after yeah. swimming, you're like, hey, hungry lah. Okay lah, now I eat the suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go with false because I know fish skin used for skin grafts, but not for swimsuit lah. Cannot. Oh, so you're saying it's fake, ah? Huh? I'm saying it's fake. Y- you are wrong. It's real. Oh no, it's real. Yeah, it's made from tanned and dyed salmon skin Yo. that would uh, otherwise have become chicken feed, and oh. it's sold for three hundred and thirty-five dollars. Three hundred thirty-five dollars. Hey, you know you're giving because it's supposed to be chicken feed, right? You're giving the chicken yeah. for free, but then you're selling it to me for three hundred thirty-five dollars. That's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of makeup, ah. Okay, next one. Mm. Taste enhancing forks. Taste enhancing forks. Okay, we know that there is taste enhancing berries, right? Yeah, uh, the one that look like goji berries, right? Yes. Also, we know there's MSG, so there is also taste enhancing. But I think this is fake because if the you, I mean, clearly there will be a lifespan to this fork, like a like a sell by date, right? Also, the uh-huh. fact that it will dissolve in the soup. What? You are wrong. Taste enhancing forks are real. So oh. the fork releases scents uh, as you eat, and it tricks your brain to detect more enhanced flavors, which is you know great for picky eaters. Uh. 
Oh, okay, where do I buy this fork? Huh? <laughs> I, I really need this fork right now. I, I don't know why, but I just need it. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, So that's too correct, too wrong. Okay, la, not bad. La, 50-50. It's okay. La. I mean, you know, I'll take it. I'll take a win where I can take a win. I don't think it's a win. La. 50-50 is not a win. You, you know, get a uh, participation award. No, no, no. Hey. It doesn't work like that, okay? When you, you do exam, you get 50%, you pass, okay? Is that the quiz is over. Thank you. Real or Fly FM. So this 12-year-old Chinese boy went viral for having a meltdown while teaching his sister. No, I agree. I completely <laughs> agree. When you tutor someone and teach them how to do something and they don't get it, you lose your mind. Lah. It's like, you know, when I was teaching my mom how to use a computer, just like the whole time, I'm just like, Ma, you have you have to turn out. You remember the cursor? The cursor? No, the cursor. You know what? Just put down everything. Just throw away the computer. Throw away. You have to be super patient, right? In the video, you can see this 12-year-old boy crying and whining out of frustration while trying to help his younger sister with her math homework. You can hear his mother laughing in the background, right? She's saying, you can't become a teacher. Then he's crying and saying, I already gave her the answer. <laughs> you know, the, it reminds me when I teach my daughter, sometimes the question is so simple. Like, you know, okay, what is one plus one? And then she has to think. And I'm like, why are you thinking? It's one plus one. It's so simple. It's difficult love for them because math is new, you know, imagine. So if... Even now, I cannot answer like some math questions. Oh, okay. Uh, what is 14 plus 15? <laughs> 29. Okay. What is the square root of 144? Can you stop quizzing my math skills? I already admitted to being bad at math. Don't make it worse lah. It's like me asking you to speak with perfect grammar. Eh, I speak perfect ah, okay? Ah, uh, okay. There we go. <laughs> okay. There hey, we go. hey, I speak the goodest <laughs> English I know ah, please. Why are you purposely trying to mess it up now? You don't have to purposely try. You already mess it up normally. Hey, listen. My English is so good. I learn new words every day, okay? Like septuagenarian. Do you know what that means? <laughs> what on earth is that? Ah, you see, you don't know. I also don't know. But actually, at least I learned the word, right? <laughs> Fly FM. So, a little fun fact. Kavin, the angry, impatient Indian man, used to teach children. <laughs> are, are the kids okay? Like, do they all need therapy now? <laughs> when was this even? This was when I also was in school. So my, you know, oh. my classmates, basically, you know, they asked me for help and stuff like that. Uh, I was juggling between being the cool kid and the nerd. So it's, it was one of those things. La. What? Okay, we know that you're a nerd, but how successful were you at being the cool kid? It actually, not bad. Huh? I, was, I was not a jock, la, but I was pretty popular, okay? <laughs> really? Uh. So were you popular because you were funny or because you were a 12-year-old kid with a beard? Which one? <laughs> 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 the funny thing is at 12 years old I did have a beard and I couldn't rotan for it okay ah, you see <laughs> because like I was 12 years old I was going like a weird goatee and my my guru was like hey can you shave that off and I, I don't know how to shave <laughs> but actually this shaving thing is is apparently a thing mm. uh, I hope my cousin is listening to this because he has this moustache and goatee thing going on uh-huh. and his family and we all kept saying to him like, please la, shave it la, shave it off what is this but he admitted he said he doesn't know how to shave which is weird because his father shaves yeah but you know sometimes parents also we don't know how to teach you know you know what as a parent I vow from now onwards I will teach my daughter to shave her beard when she grows one <laughs> so bad we're talking about boys Kevin. Fly FM I love this part of the show because Kevin is not trying to be funny his daughter is 
It's time for Kasha's Jokes Kasha's Haha Jokes When she getting paid? This is exploitation of the young Okay, because <laughs> But she loves it Okay, don't lie Don't try to hide it No lah, she does She does actually look forward to giving me jokes every day now Which is weird uh, Because sometimes I like I don't need it I like Dude, Please stop telling me jokes Okay Don't <laughs> lie you Okay, Kasha, tell me a joke Okay The wedding was so beautiful Even the cake was in tears Oh, because levels Yeah Oh <laughs> it took me a second to get it I'm not gonna lie <laughs> Yes, yes No, listen Dedicated to Juanita Because, you know You recently got engaged, right? Oh, yes Also because I'm planning a wedding Don't remind me It's so expensive <laughs> I know, but Good right? job, Kasha Good job, yay Fly FM So, I'm such a massive fan Of useless facts Which is why I love this segment It's time for Kevin's useless facts Kevin's useless facts that's right, and my useless fact for today <laughs> is: Did you know that EDM music actually repels mosquitoes? <laughs> All right, that's no why. Way. That's why when you go to a rave, you don't get mosquito bites. What? I'm pretty sure I've gotten mosquito bites at a rave before, lah. Okay, maybe because you're not close <laughs> enough to the speakers or something like that. I don't know. So it's the vibrations from the music. Is that is that what repels the mosquitoes? Apparently, yes. They actually did a study on this, and uh, what they did was they played Skrillex. Uh, and the mosquitoes <laughs> left Like they didn't bite anybody <laughs> Yo, if you play Skrillex constantly in the jungle Where it's supposed to be peaceful The mosquitoes don't want to be there I also don't want to be there la. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, yeah, I mean Mosquitoes have taste, la, I guess You know, basically they don't like Skrillex But if you play Taylor Swift, maybe They are, oh, you nicely gonna bite, la, I guess <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a nice fact Nice one Kevin's Useless Facts FM. So Rishi Sunak is set to become the UK's new Prime Minister. Ooh, Indians are taking over the world. We're back, baby! <laughs> Yo, the amount of memes I've seen, right? My favourite one was all the slippers and shoes outside 10 Downing Street. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I saw so that Rishi, one as well. So Rishi Sunak will become the United Kingdom's new Prime Minister after winning the ruling Conservative Party's leadership contest. Because as we all know, the previous UK Prime Minister, Liz Truss, you know, the one that made mm. King Philip go, oh dear, yes. she <laughs> resigned last week. But Rishi Sunak will be the third UK Prime Minister in a span of three months and also the first Asian and Indian UK Prime Minister. So I hope he lasts. But he's not the same Indian as you, right? Uh, this is the problem lah, with, uh, you know, Indian people. Ah, cannot, cannot let Indian people be happy, you know. Actually, what? It, it's just like, oh, you're not the same Indian, right? But hey, listen, okay. As an Indian man, I am still a bit surprised, lah, that uh, you know, an Indian is the head of the Conservative Party. Why are you surprised? Because the Conservative Party technically is against immigration, and he's an immigrant. Oh, right, right. Well, his ancestors, lah. He's ah. not an immigrant. His ancestors were. But yeah, that's the thing about politics, right? We can't always expect people to act on our behalf. But at the same time, that is what a politician is supposed to do. I guess. <laughs> act on people's behalf. I don't know. I know a lot of women have this problem about female leaders because even though they're in power, like women in power, prime ministers and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. They have written laws in that are not pro-women. That is true. So, that is true yeah. because remember, a woman said that you need to sound like Doraemon. Oh my God. That one is a different level up. <laughs> 
but it is a bit strange because um, a leader should represent these things that you know made them. I feel, but Rishi Sunak doesn't seem to. Uh, you know what? I'm not listening to all these negatives. I don't care because an Indian is the UK <laughs> wow. Prime Minister. Okay, an Indian is the CEO of Google, and also uh, we have the Indian Vice President in the US. I mean, okay lah, she's half Indian, but still we'll take it. Okay, we'll take it. We're taking over the world. Okay, you know what's next? You know what's next? The next Indian Prime Minister of. China because uh, okay. probably easier, probably easier. <laughs> Fly FM. So this Malaysian actor was praised for switching off the Wi-Fi and aircon at the office to encourage his workers to go home on time. Okay, why are we giving praise to someone who is doing what he's supposed to do? Bosses are supposed to do that. You're supposed to go home at five o'clock. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. But with this story in a video, Dato AC Mizal could be seen asking his fellow employees to leave the workplace and head home because it was already six p.m. <laughs> Yeah, so people online love this, of course, and left comments like, My boss has never asked me to leave early. He's such a good boss. And it's so fun to have such an employer who nags when his employees stay back. Um, another one was, Where is this? Do you have any vacancy? <laughs> Right, I believe this is a good thing, lah. I, I look at my wife sometimes, right, and she works like twenty four hours a day. Why doesn't she sleep? No, even when she's sleeping, she will get texts from work. Like there's no work life balance in Malaysia. The way people Ayoh. find out the best worker, who the best worker is, is usually the person who goes back latest. Yeah, true. I remember during COVID, a few people said that their boss made them leave the camera on, like just to make sure they were working. It's so invasive. Yeah, even my wife, like they, you know, when work from home, you there's no set time. Seven o'clock. Also, people are asking her to go for meetings online and stuff like. That. I'm like, hey, hello. Oish. It's dinner That's time. Bad. So how do you think people can set boundaries? Bosses should take into consideration. 5 p.m. work should be over. That's it. You know, last time I remember I told my boss like, you know, 5, five o'clock you don't call me, uh, please. That's good that you could do that. But because most Malaysians are a bit more polite, right? Non-confrontational, like more conflict avoidance. So when it comes to setting boundaries, it's not easy. Like we feel we cannot simply say things. There's also the fear of like, what if we get fired? Also because our culture, I feel, doesn't really encourage us to be outspoken, especially women, which is changing now thankfully but still something to be aware of i think this all stems from our parents you know you see when you're outspoken oh. right ah uh, your parents will shut you down you know like you know they'll be like hey hey why are you doing this ah uh, don't try to be so smart ah uh. and then when oh, you get man. a b on your exam they're like hey why are you not smart ah uh? <laughs> yeah the teachers did that with me like not parents <laughs> why so we were talking about setting boundaries when it comes to work schedules, leaving early, not having to answer work messages after 5pm. But Kevin mentioned a hack, like a way to cheat the system, right Kevin? Yes, what you do is do what I did when I was at a job. So I used to do design and build of... Uh, cold rooms right like large refrigerators and stuff like that so oh. yeah so it used to take me three days to design a whole system for you know the engineering side lah, right oh, okay okay so but i automated the whole thing on an excel sheet and then it only took me 30 minutes to do it but however no i did not tell my <laughs> boss anything about this whole automation system right so basically oh. my boss thought that i still did it in three days so every time i get like you know the specs for design 
I I'm like oh you know it'll take me three days ah so then only three days later will he contact me for result right so <laughs> I'm done in thirty minutes for three days I'm just enjoying myself on Facebook and stuff like that but yeah so that that's how you cheat the system lah <laughs> what troll are you what what is that called ah uh, makan not makan duit is it makan duit no makan gaji buta makan gaji buta uh-huh, that's what it is don't last makan duit <laughs> It's also working smart lah, I guess. It's cool because you're not exactly cheating by not doing work, right? You're still doing work. You're just figuring out a way to work smarter. Next time when you get a report, don't finish the report fast, okay? Take some time, finish the report. So now the <laughs> boss has a timeline for you to finish reports, right? So basically like, yo, you know, you finish report in two days. Uh, but actually you can finish in like, you know, six hours. So, uh, so next time your boss wants you to do a report, he will expect it in two days. But you finish in six hours, then the rest of the time is your time lah. Yeah, if if your boss is mean like that lah, then I guess you could do that. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> advice though. But my first job was as a breakfast show producer. It was tough. Mm. So I had to find stories. Then I had to find an angle so the two jokers talking, like you and me, uh, could do something <laughs> fun or funny with it. But it's hard because at 20 years old or 21 years old, I hardly had any life experience. I wasn't funny because I didn't have as much trauma as I do now. Okay. <laughs> so the only hack I knew was to have a list of websites ready to go mm-hmm. um, so that I can get my stories, right? All but right. that was it. I didn't have a hack when it comes to editing audio because that's memang time-consuming as yes, it is. So yes, most yes. days, I'd end up staying back at work until like 8, 9pm. Wow. torture. Yeah, yeah, but did you at least at least get an employee of the month or something like that? No way. I just didn't get scolded lah if I did a good job. <laughs> that was it. So that's your life motivation. Don't get scolding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they know I tried my best and I think they respect me for it now because, you know, we're still in touch. We're still on good terms. Ah, okay lah. So you did hard work until 8, 9pm. I, mm-hmm. however, did hard work for 30 minutes in 3 days. Yeah, that's what happens when you do stand-up comedy. You're so right. Done. 30 minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> But not in Singapore recently, you didn't. Because you had your parents to take care of as well. Oh, we'll no. talk about that in 10 on 5M. This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10am on Fly FM.